0: You're listening to episode 215, and today we're talking all about how to feel good inside of our friendships and how to manage our social anxiety. Take a listen. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Summer Sessions with St. Paul Huddle. Today's conversation is around a topic request asking for me to discuss in more depth around expanding beliefs inside of friendships and social anxiety. So if you're like, well, what are expanding beliefs? This is a term that I use in uh, the Layered Growth Academy. So with the women that are in this program, and I probably talk about it here on the podcast too, like using using that uh, phrase, that term, that... It's important to understand what our limiting beliefs are. So in LGA, we really work through a lot of limiting beliefs and identifying them and what is keeping us where we are in our life. And we need to know that in order to be able to kind of become and feel the way we want to feel inside of our life. And to get there, I coined a term called expanding beliefs. You can interchange it with affirmations, mantras, things like that. But what's really, really important is that it's a bridged belief. We need to actually believe what we are saying. So if you're someone who, just for simplicity, if you're someone who is always saying, I feel ugly, you're, you're not going to believe yourself if all of a sudden you're now saying, I feel pretty, right? Because it, that it's the complete opposite. There's no bridge to get there. But instead it is, I am learning how to love myself, right? Or I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to no longer feel ugly, that, okay, I believe that because that's true. I am doing the work towards that. Very simple example, right? So that's what an expanding belief is. And it's really important that we do understand what our beliefs are inside of friendships. And it's, I love this topic request too, because I actually, this also came up, I'll be doing a live workshop um, probably in a few days by the time you hear this. I don't know. <laughs> I can't see the math in my head. But one of the conversations when I was having a meeting with these women about, you know, what do we want this conversation to be on? Something that did come up was around some social anxiety, um, especially like coming back into the workplace. And now that the world's kind of moving into quote unquote normal circumstances, how a lot of people are beginning to now feel social anxiety because we really have been so isolated. I think a lot of us have had um, some new beliefs form over the past two years. Uh, and and all of that can kind of create this anxiety to, to then socialize again for a lot of different reasons, lots and lots of different reasons. Um, so I think this is a really poignant conversation. And as I had this request, I was thinking, okay, what are some tips that I can give? And really, what I can give you are actually a lot of questions to reflect on. So what I would love for you to do that, it, you know, if you're someone who let's say, so I feel like social anxiety and friendships can actually be two different uh, topic areas, but then also come together as well. So for instance, I don't necessarily experience social anxiety. Well, is that really true? (laughs) Maybe I do. I don't identify as someone who experiences um, big social anxiety. I think I actually do in some circuit. My husband would be listening to this and be like, are you kidding me? Like you're so socially anxious. (laughs) Okay. So maybe I am. Anyway. Um, but friendships, I feel like can all be almost like a different category where it's really exploring, especially those of us who are in the stage of being moms to little people. Um, friendships become, everything gets flipped on its head when you become a mom. Let's just say that including friendships. So it's really kind of learning to explore that differently as well. So I think all of these questions that I have can apply to one or the other or both of them together. Okay. So one of the questions is for you to explore, what are your first memories of friendships? I think it's really, really important because that's your foundation of your belief system around friendships to know what your first experiences were. So really dig into that. Maybe even use these questions as journal prompts that this is going to be simply your your first experience, right? So then the other piece of that that I'd love for you to look into is asking, what did my mom's friendships look like? Or whoever your caretaker was, what was your model of friendships as a little girl or a little boy? This can go for anybody. Really kind of explore the difference between or the similarities between what was modeled for you and what you are now. So for instance you may have had a, so here's perfect example. My maternal grandmother was talk about social anxiety. Like that woman, she just stayed inside always, (laughs) always, always, always. Like if the neighbors would come out and she was hanging laundry, she'd run back inside. (laughs) I'm so much like her. (laughs) So there's that. And then my mom is the complete opposite. She is like the neighbors come outside and she runs outside to talk to them, right? So <clears throat> it's recognizing that that could have played a role in my mom's beliefs around friendships or or socializing in general of not wanting to be like that. Maybe. I don't know if that's true for her, but that could have played a part in it, right? Or um, you could have been modeled to have someone in your life show very healthy, loyal relationships in their life and you find that you do the same, or the opposite, that there were some unhealthy, disloyal relationships or pettiness, um, things like that. And you notice that you kind of function in the same way or drama seems to find you or um, pettiness and relationships seem to find you, that kind of thing. Okay. So it's really important to reflect on your first memories of friendship, as well as what has been modeled for you to help you explore what are my beliefs around friendship. So then... With that, it's really, really important to then pull those things together to identify what are my beliefs about friendship or my social anxiety or just socializing, right? Doesn't you don't have to include even the word anxiety, but just being social. That what are my beliefs with that, right? I promise you you're gonna find a connection. Without question, there's a connection there. You're gonna have a moment of going, oh. That's what happened, right? So I have a really tough time sharing things and it's not because I have three brothers. It is specifically because there was a little girl when I was growing up who asked to borrow my really awesome crayon case. It was like you opened it up like a pamphlet and it was all these beautiful crayons. She never gave it back. I even went to her house and I was like, where are my crayons? She's like, "Mm, I don't have them anymore. I'm like, you. I was probably four or five years old. And that forever affected my trust in other friendships, especially with like giving things to them, whether it was a material item or my vulnerability and connection. Okay, so it's ridiculous. It sounds like, right? But in my four-year-old world, those crayons were everything. That's all I had to think about, (laughs) right? That and riding my bike, seriously. So for someone to take advantage of that and not – have kindness and respect towards something that I so generously gave to them, it affected my story of friendships forever beyond that. So it's really important to recognize those things because then that's going to bring you into a belief, which might be I can't trust people. I can't trust friendships. I can't be open with friends because they'll take advantage of me. Might be some beliefs that I could come up with, right? So you have to find what your beliefs are so that you can then find a way to bridge that gap with that expanding belief so you can't have an expanding belief until you know what your limiting belief is it's really important so you can create the connection and find the bridge to to take you from that limit to the expansion so it's it's something so if my belief might be i can't trust friends let's just say keep it kind of simple but loaded. <laughs> so if my belief is I can't trust friends, my expanding belief might be, I'm working on safely finding people in my life that I can trust. Right? So that might be, and then the actions that follow that might be, um, going to a mom group, let's say, and giving someone my number and being open to having coffee with them. I'm not letting her borrow my crayons just yet, but I'm I'm open to, trying to learn to trust this person and to determine if I feel safe enough to trust this person with baby steps. So that feels true to me. I am trying. I'm trying to learn to trust and in a way that makes me feel safe. Okay. So that's just an example. So when when it comes to I'm just looking at the questions I wrote down here. Um something else I wrote here was what fears come up. So I think this connects to kind of that anxiety component of things that come up. And I'll, I'll share examples because I clearly am realizing how socially anxious I actually am while I'm talking to you right now. Um, with fears, you have to ask yourself, like, what fears are coming up around the anxiety? Like, what? Because anxiety is fear typically, right? So what is it that I'm afraid of? And then asking yourself, is this really true? And then what evidence can support that? you know, is it really true? Is that actually true? So I'll share, um, an example of where, like where I can feel really anxious is in circumstances. I'm trying to find the time of my podcast. Okay. We're at 10. The numbers are whizzing by right now. Um, I can't see cause I'm trying to stay at 15 minutes. So, If I'm in a position where I have to like go into a store that I've never been into or make a phone call, like a cold call, I remember as a teenager being a babysitter when they're like, here's money to order pizza. I'm like, oh dear God, I have to call somebody and order pizza. (laughs) Excuse me. It was like the scariest thing on the planet. So my fear in those situations, in that social situation, is that I'm going to um, say something wrong or not know where something is or not know how to do something the right way and then make a fool of myself and then people will think I'm weird or incapable or stupid something like that. That's my fear. I don't like to, and it's, it all is connected to vulnerability. It just makes me feel really vulnerable. And I don't, I don't like to feel that exposed. So I have a lot of fear around that. So the fear and the vulnerability and being exposed is just people seeing me for who I am, that I'm clumsy and I don't know what I'm doing. And, something that's easy for other people isn't easy for me and that makes me stupid, like that that's the fear that comes up. So then you have to ask, is that really true? Like, am I clumsy? Am I stupid? No, I'm human, right? And then that connects back to a belief that's going on within you and finding a belief that supports you to get to an expanded place. So for me, I would say something to myself, like, even though this feels scary for me, I am confident and capable as a human, and everybody makes mistakes. So I'm just gonna go in there and do it, right? So some other um, questions that I have here for you to kind of explore is how does this friendship and experience make me feel? So really explore like any specific friendships that you have. Do you feel good in it? It's really important or whatever the experience is that you're going to, like a social experience. Does it make me feel good? Does Does it make me feel the way I want to feel? How does it make me feel? And then how do you want to feel in your friendships and social experiences? Because then this comes into... finding boundaries around your friendships and your social experiences. Some friendships we realize like this is not serving me and I'm going to have to compassionately and gently let this friendship go and find friendships that do make me feel the way I want to feel. Or I do realize that these social situations actually just don't make me feel the way I want to feel, so I'm just not going to go to them anymore. There's nothing wrong with me that I don't like to go to happy hours. They just don't serve me. They don't hold the energy that makes me feel the way I want to feel. And I'm awesome for knowing that about myself, and I'm a full-body no to doing that. What I can do is invite you over to my house for a drink. You, that one person, you can come over here and have your seltzer, your wine, or whatever. That makes me feel much better. Or you and I can go out one-on-one to get a cup of coffee in the morning at a quiet coffee shop. That makes me feel the way I want to feel. So it's really recognizing that you're not a victim of a circumstance or a friendship. It's owning and feeling powered and knowing that you feel the way you want to feel inside of those spaces and also learning that you are safe i wrote down i am safe versus i'm learning to be safe oh that's the example of um your expanded belief right of recognizing um that you and safety is really important in these different circumstances that's around this is what it is you want to feel safe inside of friendships and inside of experiences you don't want to feel exposed you don't want to feel vulnerable you don't want to what are, those beliefs are always connected to something like that. So you don't want to say to yourself, I am safe. I am safe when you don't feel safe at all. You want to say, I am learning to feel safe. I am learning that I'm able to feel safe in this situation because, and this is the key, I am creating the right boundaries for myself. That's where your safety comes in and that's where your empowerment comes in to be able to say, no, thank you. Or if this friendship isn't working because I don't text them back right away and I don't see them five times a week. I'm not sure that we can be friends because that doesn't serve me. And you not seeing me that often doesn't serve you. So we're not compatible, right? Or uh, like I just explained with the, the happy hour example, that sometimes we have to recognize there's nothing wrong with you. That happy hour, for example, makes you feel socially anxious. Nothing's wrong. It's just recognizing. I don't feel the way I want to feel there. I would much rather go hiking in the woods than climb to the top of a mountain and stand at the edge. No way on this. No, uh uh-uh, not for me, but it is for a lot of other people, but I'm empowered to know what makes me feel good and not put myself in situations that don't feel good just to make other people comfortable, okay? So hopefully this is supportive for all of you and exploring your friendships and exploring any of the social situations that make us feel really uncomfortable. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Be sure to keep in touch. Erin at ErinJoyceCo.com. I will talk to you next week.